Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Hello, and welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Juanita Morton-Radko, podcast co-host and grammar guru, with another Writer's Workshop. The Writer's Workshop features shorter episodes that focus on the nuts and bolts of the writing process. On today's episode, we're looking at using descriptive language to keep your readers hooked, part two. But first, let's build our vocabulary with the word of the day. Dexterous. Dexterous means mentally adroit and skillful. Clever or skillful and competent with the hands. My friend Kim has been knitting and crocheting for years. Her fingers are so dexterous, she can crochet a Christmas ornament in less than 10 minutes. And now it's time to keep our minds dexterous as we delve into using descriptive language to keep your readers hooked. Part 2. In my last episode, I talked about how adjectives and adverbs make your writing more descriptive. We covered some examples of literal sentences, but we have another tool to capture our reader's attention. Figurative language. Now, you may think that as nonfiction writers, we only use literal language, but that's not always the case. Figurative writing plays with language to express creative and original thought. Mary felt like there was a gray cloud hovering over her head as she took the bus home from work. Paul was over the moon as he checked his lotto ticket. He was one number away from winning the jackpot. There are many ways to use figurative language, like personification, symbolism, and allegory. As useful as they are, these techniques are a little too fanciful for my nonfiction plans. So today, I'm going to cover three figurative techniques that can bring some pizzazz to the nonfiction topics without turning fact into fantasy, simile, metaphor, and hyperbole. A simile is a comparison that uses like or as. I jumped into the pool. The water was as cold as ice. Her looks were classically beautiful, like a marble sculpture. Similes are easy to use and can help your readers to get a better sense of the senior setting. But you need to be careful. There are some similes that have been used so often that they are cliches. They're so overused that they don't really spark your imagination. Like my example, as cold as ice, I'm sure you've heard that many times before. You want to make sure that your comparisons are original. The water was as clear and as cold as a mountain spring. That simile is a little more interesting comparison because it's more specific. And you also get a sense that 
that is a more invigorating experience than ice. Ice is resistant. Metaphors can be a more sophisticated method of using figurative language because the writer is asking the reader to do the work of determining what is real and what is creative imagery. She pulled off her hat and shook the snow from her head. Her hair was a river of riotous curls cascading over her shoulders. As he watched her kick her boots off, his heart surged like it was riding the rapids. Was this love? Sorry, that was probably a little cheesy. Metaphors can be longer than a single sentence. In my previous example, I kept the river metaphor going further to connect the water imagery. Finally, for the most sparkling, dazzling, delightful 10 million kilowatt boost to your writing, you need to add hyperbole. Did you catch what I did there? Hyperbole is not a comparison like similes and metaphors, but rather an over-the-top, extravagant exaggeration. It should be obvious to your readers that you're not intending this to be taken literally. The water was as frigid as the Arctic Ocean. I felt my earlier enthusiasm shrivel up like a sad little raisin. Hyperbole is often comical because of the extreme language used to emphasize the writer's point. So you may wish to test how you're using it with a few trusted readers before using it in a more serious message. Here's another example of hyperbole that I really like. I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the man who walked a thousand miles just to fall down at your door. I don't know. Somehow it seems less cheesy than when it's in a song. I wonder why that is. Well, good writing takes regular practice. Sometimes it can seem like a wrestling match between you and the empty page. So you should don your mask, lace up your boots, and grapple with your words like the literary luchador you are. Use similes, metaphors, and hyperbole to make your writing more vivid and entertaining for your readers. Hang in there and stick with it. It's all part of the process that gets you to your final goal, a finished book that shares your message with the world. That's it for today's Writer's Workshop. I'm Juanita Wharton-Radko, Thank you for joining me on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www dot author to authority dot com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www dot author to authority dot com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe. <laughs>